Hey, welcome to our Thursday edition of our Journey Through Scripture. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin. And well, we are going to finish out uh, Philippians uh, today. So Philippians 3 and 4. So uh, 3 and 4. And again, remember, Paul is writing to the church in Philippi. He's thanking them for the gifts that they have given him, the support that they've given him. He's talking about rejoicing, having a different perspective um, you know, knowing who Christ is and, and living in Christ and how that changes us. Um, and uh, he's doing all this from prison. And I think that is, again, so important to remember. Um, so in chapter three, um, he starts off, he says, finally, he says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same thing to you is not tedious, but for you, it is safe. Right? He's, he said, I want you to re rejoice. This is what I desire for you. This is not tedious for me um, to, to write uh, this to you. Um, and then he says, beware. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of mutilation. Uh, for we are the circumcision who worship God in spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. So what's happening is there are people that are coming in and saying, um, you know, that it is necessary to be circumcised, um, that they're kind of setting a, a hierarchy of Christians. Um, I, now, let's let's all be honest. We all may may do this to a certain degree, and Paul is pushing back against that. Um, that we are all the same in Christ Jesus. We are the ones who look at outside accomplishments and think. Oh, you know, that person who has uh, that really large church and over there, they're much bigger Christian and better Christian than I might, might be. Or we compare ourselves and say, well, I'm a lot better Christian than that person because I know what they do, right? Um, so we, we are not to, to view things from our accomplishments or um, our standing or where we came from. Um, that doesn't matter. And so Paul says, beware of those um, who elevate that. He says, uh, rejoice in Christ Jesus, have no confidence in the flesh. And then he says, though I myself um, might have confidence in the flesh. I, I think this next uh, couple of verses is what you call a humble brag, right? He's actually using it uh, as a negative example, but he's also he's showing um, what, that he does have the credentials uh, to brag about. Um, and so he goes on, he says, um, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, stock of Israel, tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness, which is of the law, blameless. Right? So he's, he, he acknowledges, man, I, I've done everything you can do um, in a worldly sense to show that I am faithful. He says, verse seven, but what, what things were gained to me, I have counted lost for Christ. Yes, I, indeed, I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish or excrement, right? that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, right? Any of us can technically just follow the law to the letter, right? But that would be our own righteousness. Paul is talking about something different. It's not that we don't follow the law, 
but that the law is not the source of our righteousness. It is Christ who is the source of our righteousness. He says, the righteousness, which uh, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness, which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Look, what a wonderful phrase, the fellowship of his sufferings. That's how we develop that relationship with Christ is through suffering is how we truly get close to, to understanding who Christ is and what he has done for us. We live in a time and a culture that wants to do all it can to avoid any type of suffering, but it is only through suffering that we truly get to experience and know the power of the resurrection. And the fellowship of the suffering, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. Wow, what a powerful statement, right? It doesn't matter your accomplishments. It doesn't matter how good you are. Um, it is about following Christ and having a righteousness that comes from him and believing in him uh, so that we can attain the resurrection from the dead. Um, pre- then he continues that same vein, pressing on uh, towards the goal. He says, not that I've already attained all of this or already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. So that he's acknowledging, I'm not perfect. I've, I've still got more to do. I've still got to move forward. But that is what I do throughout my life. He says, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Uh, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Right, So his focus is not on his failures. It's not on how he has uh, fallen short, but it is attaining to the prize that God has set before him. That is finding that righteousness that comes from Christ, but that means that we seek to follow his will, to follow the law that God has given us. Um, it it uh, continues, says, therefore, this is verse 15, let us as many are as mature have this mind, And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree which we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Uh, And then in verse 17, brethren, join. uh, This is chapter 3, verse 17. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as as you have us for a pattern. For many walk, of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping, that are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself, right? I, that we have to be careful who we who we follow, um, right? And that we make sure that we follow people who are following Christ, right? Who are not doing this for their to elevate themselves, um, but that they are doing it to follow Christ and be faithful to Him. Uh, it says, uh, verse uh, chapter four, verse one. Therefore, my beloved and long for brethren, my joy and crown, stand fast in the Lord. Um, and he, he, he talks about being united, being joyful, 
Um, it says, uh, verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So when we when we start feeling anxious, what should we do? We should present those requests to God. We should start to, to respond with gentleness. Right? What, what usually happens when we get anxious? We become very short, um, very irritated. But no, we should let our gentleness um, be, come out in those times that we give that over to Christ. Say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm worried. I will present that to God with thanksgiving. Um, and God's peace that passes understanding will come over you. Um, but it is, it is not easy. Um, and, but, but God does want to give us that peace that passes understanding. Verse 8, finally, my brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever are just, whatever are pure, whatever are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. You know, you have to deal with a lot of things in this world that are not those. They are not good. They are not true. They are not lovely. Um, they are not of good report. Um, we, we're in a fallen world, but the things we should meditate on, the things we should spend our time on, um, and the things that we should think about should be true and lovely and pure and of good report. Um, then uh, he, uh, Paul closes, and, and this is interesting because he's thanking the Philippians for giving him, uh, for supporting him uh, financially and um, always being there for him. Um, but I, I love what he says here, this, starting in verse 10. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lack the opportunity. Now that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know, what it, know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I love that, that I've learned to be content in all things. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. Are we content? We live in a society that does not want us to be content. Um, we need to learn to be content no matter what our circumstances are. Um, and then I, I just want to we'll close out. I, I love this because he's encouraging the Philippians. He's thanking them. Um, he's talking about this joy. And uh, verse 21, he says, Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you. And then he throws this little line in. But especially those who are of Caesar's household. Right? So what is he saying there? He's, he's just that kind of that small little reference that your support, your prayers, what you are doing are actually changing those who are, who are representative of that which is against God, Caesars, right? The, many of the Caesars considered themselves to be divine. And so there were those who were closest to Caesar, part of the Roman guard that are connected to the Roman state that work directly for Caesar, 
who are giving their lives to Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, that's, we need, we need to put our hope in that and know that um, by being faithful to God, by walking with Him, by being humble, um, by living our life for Christ, having the right perspective, uh, being able to live in joy no matter what our circumstances are, um, that the power of Christ uh, will continue to change lives, not only your life, uh, but the lives of those He uh, puts in your path. And uh, I encourage you to live a life of joy um, and peace that comes from knowing uh, that Christ is with you no matter what. All right, that'll end Philippians. Um, we're going to be back in Acts on Tuesday. Let's go 25 uh, through 28. Yeah, 25 through 28. Um, so that'll get us uh, uh, through, through Acts, um, through Acts 28. All right, we will see you next week.